Skylark Church, how are you? It's May the 31st. Can you believe it? Where is this year going? Hi, if you've joined us from Skylark International or if you're seeing this from further afield, I hope that you have a brilliant time with us as we all journey together on understanding a bit more about who our incredible God is. Today it's Pentecost Sunday, the day that we remember Holy Spirit being poured out and that day is key for all of history. But I don't want to steal Nikki's thunder. Our speaker today is my incredible wife and I know that she has prepared, because I've heard it, a brilliant message this morning. So open your minds, open your hearts, open your spirits to receive what God wants to bring to you today through Nikki Sims. I'll see you at the end for some updates. Good morning everyone. I wonder if you've ever reached that place where you are at the end of yourself, where you have run out of steam, you have depleted your resources and you just need help. I know I've been in that place so, so many times in my life, but one particular moment springs to mind. I was 15 and I was doing my first ever work experience, which meant that I had to commute into central London by myself, which was a big adventure. But one evening I clocked out of work and I got the tube home. Now that day there was a Transport for London strike and suddenly my tube train was terminated at a random station. I got out and I had no idea really where I was but I knew that I was a long way from home. So I investigated my options and it was clear that I wasn't going to be able to get a tube or an overground train anywhere near where I needed to be. I checked out the buses same story. By now I'm beginning to panic a little bit. And I look at the taxi rank. I can see that the queue is all the way round the block as far as the eye can see. And I don't have the kind of money in my wallet that would get me home because I'm miles from home. I can't afford that kind of taxi fare. So I did what any kind of good teenager would do. I phoned home. Now, I didn't have a mobile phone back then. Uh, teenagers didn't tend to have them. I know, I'm a total dinosaur. So I had to use a payphone and there was no reply. By now, my anxiety levels are rising and I can feel the tears welling in my eyes as I know I am completely stranded miles away from home. I had become a Christian probably about a year before that and it suddenly dawned on me that I could pray. So I prayed the best prayer I knew to pray at the time. It was a four letter word, help. And honestly, this has been my go-to prayer throughout the years that I've been walking with Jesus. I think it's one of the most simple yet profound prayers we can pray. Within a couple of minutes of praying that prayer, this guy came over to me. He worked at the station and he asked if he could help. Well, I bet he wished he hadn't asked because the floodgates opened and I began to tell him my sorry tale of woe. Don't worry, he said, just follow me. So I did. And he led me outside, past the enormous snaking queue to the front of the taxi rank. He called the next taxi, he got me safely inside and then he got his wallet out of his pockets, took all of the cash that he had inside and handed it to the taxi driver saying, please make sure that this young girl gets home safely. I can't tell you the relief that flooded over my heart and my mind at that point. I was overwhelmed that a complete stranger would help me in a way that was so costly to himself. It blew me away and I've never forgotten that moment to this day.
when I look at my young daughters, I can see that they don't have any trouble asking for help. It's sort of innate in them to reach out when they can't do something. And they try to be independent, but there are things that they just can't do and they've got no worries asking. So I spend a lot of my time helping to tie shoelaces or helping to reach things that are stashed away in higher bits of the cupboard and the list goes on. But as we grow older, we seem to struggle to ask for help. It feels as though somehow we shouldn't ask for help. We, we don't want to look as though we don't have it all together. We, we don't want to look as though we're the only ones who can't cope on our own. I think it's because we've been primed for independence from a young age. The goal from childhood is, is to become independent, to not need help from our parents. And somewhere in there we've bought into this idea that we shouldn't need help. When we're adults, we should have it together. Today is Pentecost Sunday. And one of the things I love about the arrival of the Holy Spirit is that it's a reminder to us that Jesus knew we couldn't live this life of faith on our own. He made provision for God himself to come in spirit form and be close beside us, to be a helper for us so that we would be able to live this Christian life. You see, we weren't designed for independence. We were designed for interdependence. And as God helps us, so we are called to help him in fulfilling his mission of bringing kingdom restoration to our planet and of being agents for the great commission. Today I want to look at some aspects of the Holy Spirit's character because I'm sure that now is a time where we need help to remain firm in our faith like never before. We can't do this on our own and so today I want to share some aspects of who the Holy Spirit is based on John 14 and I hope that they're going to enable us to Yes, receive help from the Holy Spirit, but also to learn to emulate his example and to help others who are in need. John 14, 16 to 17, and this is Jesus talking. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, standby to be with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. These verses are so encouraging. You see, Jesus is giving the disciples a heads up that he's not going to be with them forever. He's giving them a hint that he's going to die. But alongside that, he gives them this beautiful promise that he's not going to leave them alone. He's not going to abandon them, that he's going to send the Holy Spirit, God himself in spirit form, to be their helper. And the Amplified Translation has all those other words that I read in brackets. And that's because the word for the Holy Spirit in the Greek is a word called parakletos. And it's a word that just it's impossible to translate with one word. So you'll find that some translations say helper, some translations say advocate, and some translations say comforter. 
I love the amplified translation because it gives us all of these other meanings to the word parakletos. I used to be a languages teacher and I know firsthand that sometimes you want to translate a word into another language, but there's a richness and a breadth to that word that just doesn't exist in the equivalent word in the other language. And so as much as you'd want to, you can't find one word to sum up the other. That's what we're up against here. The word parakletos, it's, it, it's a way of describing the Holy Spirit that covers such breadth in his character that one word just won't do it. So as I said, we're going to focus on three particular um, meanings within parakletos that will help us understand who the Holy Spirit is and how he can be of assistance to us. So the first is quite simply that the Holy Spirit is our helper. If, like me, you have reached those moments in your faith where you have exhausted your own strength, if you find that there are just days where it's hard to put one foot in front of the other, if you're struggling, you're weary, you're feeling like you want to give up, the Holy Spirit is your helper. All you need to do is pray that four-letter word, help and the Holy Spirit will be right there. This idea of the Holy Spirit being our helper is like him being a partner, a co-worker, a collaborator, an aide. And I love that because it's not just about the Holy Spirit kind of piling help upon us and we just get on with it. It's actually that he wants to partner with us. He wants to collaborate with us to help us to grow, to help us to learn, to help us to help ourselves. And that's, that's a much better and more beneficial type of help. Also encapsulated in this idea of him being helper is this concept of standby. He's our standby. When someone's on standby, it basically means they're always available. And Jesus alludes to that when he's talking to his disciples in the verses I read. He says, he will always be with you. He will be continually with you. The Holy Spirit is always with us. He's always ready when we call upon him for help. He's always available. He's ready and waiting to be deployed. We can be confident of that. So today, for any who are struggling, for those of you who are finding lockdown life challenging and perhaps feeling as though your faith is flat. Today, just know this, you were not designed to do this on your own. That's why you have a helper and he is on standby. He is at your disposal. He is available for you to access 24-7. So as you pray, help you can be assured that the Holy Spirit will be responding and coming to collaborate with you, to help you work out whatever it is that you need to work out in order to move forward in your faith. Secondly, the other aspect of his character that I really want to focus in on today is the Holy Spirit as comforter. The word para in that Greek word parakletos, which is a combination of two words, it basically means close beside. And there's this beautiful image contained within that of the Holy Spirit being close beside us, comforting us, consoling us in our loss. This is a time where so many of us are grieving. So many of us have lost loved ones or lost income. 
There is so much loss and bereavement across our world, not just from COVID, but from all sorts of different things. And today I want to remind you that part of the Holy Spirit's nature and character is that of comforter. He stands alongside us in our loss. He stands beside us. He is so close to us. In fact, Jesus talks about him being always with us, but also within us. Isn't that amazing that the Holy Spirit is so close to us that he's within us. As we are filled with the Holy Spirit, he resides within us. And yes, we have to keep on being filled, but he's there. His spirit is enmeshed with our spirit. His DNA is infused into our DNA. The only way I can really encapsulate the kind of comfort that the Holy Spirit offers is in a story from my own life. On the day that my father died, I was walking with a friend into town. And we'd been expecting a call for the last 48 hours or so. My, my dad had declined massively. He was in a hospital in New Zealand and very sadly I couldn't be with him. So I was awaiting the call, but I had no idea when it would come and it was painstaking. It was agonising waiting for that time to come. My phone rang as I was walking along with my friend and I withdrew to one side and sure enough, it was the moment that I had been waiting for. And in that moment, I felt this devastation this loss, this grief, this lament, all the, all the years that I had spent having my dad and he was no longer around. I can't articulate the grief that I felt. Even though I'd been expecting the call, there was still this shock that I seemed to feel when the moment actually came. But it was coupled with this sense of relief, relief that he was no longer suffering, relief that he was no longer in pain. And all of these emotions were just churning around inside of me. Put the phone down and I looked at my friend and the tears were just streaming. And we walked together. And in that walk, I felt the comfort of her presence. I felt the comfort of her being close beside me in my most vulnerable moment, in the darkest night of my soul. There she was, standing beside me, walking with me. And there were very few words, but I could feel the comfort of her presence. Friends, if you're wondering what kind of comforter the Holy Spirit is, it's like that. He wants to walk close beside you in your loneliness, in your grief, in your pain, in your darkest hour, in those moments where it's your dark night of the soul. You have a comforter who walks beside you, who is so close that he resides within you. But he doesn't just leave his comfort to a pat on the back or a stroke when we're feeling down. This is more than that. This word, counsellor, with, contained within that parakletos, it means more than just comfort. It means counsellor. It means that he offers us guidance when we feel lost. He offers us direction. He offers us encouragement. He leads us into truth. He wants to rebuild those broken pieces of our life so that we're stronger than we were before. He wants to redeem those things that are broken and weave his beauty in and through them. And there's also this sense of strengthener. 
So yes, he's a comforter, but it's this strength that comes. And when we think about the Holy Spirit, we do think about power, but we generally think about power for the glamorous things, for the healing, for the miraculous. But actually there's a different kind of strength that he wants to give too. It's this strength to be able to endure. It's this strength to have faith for the long haul. It's this strength to live a life of faith despite hardship. You only have to look at the book of Acts to know that that's true because alongside all of the mountaintop moments that the Holy Spirit empowered, the disciples turning the world upside down, within a matter of chapters, they are experiencing intense persecution. In fact, some of them are martyred for their faith and others are imprisoned for their faith. How do you continue to love Jesus when you experience that kind of intensity of hardship? How do you continue to share the love of Jesus with others when you are under intense pressure and pain yourself? How do you keep going for the long haul when you hit obstacle after obstacle? My friends, the only way that we can endure in our faith when hardship comes is by receiving strength from the Holy Spirit. He's our comforter, but that comfort goes broader than consoling us. It gives us this core strength to be able somehow to hang on to our faith, to continue to trust Jesus against all the odds, to make it step by step as we follow him, no matter what the future holds. I don't know about you, but I think that if there was ever a time that the church needed that comfort, that kind of strength from the Holy Spirit, it's now because we don't know what the future holds. We don't think we're going to go back to the way things were. And so we need that courage. We need that strength to endure for the long haul without all of the trappings that we've lent on before. We can cut out the middleman and go to the source, Holy Spirit, our comforter, our strengthener. There's one final aspect of the Holy Spirit's character that I want to unpack this morning, and that's his role as advocate. It's not a word we use much, is it? What does it mean? Well, an advocate is like a lawyer. It's someone who speaks up on our behalf or on the behalf of another. It's someone who campaigns for justice. An advocate pleads another person's cause. Looking across our world at the moment, there has never been a time where there's been a greater need for advocates. And I love that this is part of the Holy Spirit's character, that he is one who cares about restoring God's kingdom order here on earth. God's kingdom coming, his will being done, looks like justice for the oppressed, for the poor and for the marginalized. Think about Isaiah chapter 61. Jesus stands in the synagogue and he reads that passage and he talks about the spirit of the sovereign Lord being upon him, anointing him to do something. What is it that we receive anointing for? It's not just for a goosebump. It's not just for a moment for ourselves. We are anointed by the Holy Spirit to do what? Well, let's read. To bring good news to the poor, to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. 
This is part of the Holy Spirit's role. He's an advocate, but he wants us in turn to play our part in advocating for others. Wherever we see injustice, wherever we encounter the brokenhearted, we are called to be those who speak out on behalf of others, who offer the comfort and strength that the Holy Spirit has shown us and continues to show us and who don't allow the status quo to remain. We can't help but have noticed what happened to George Floyd this week. The absolute depravity and inhumanity that George Floyd received on the end of other individuals is absolutely shocking and heartbreaking and sickening, and it is not right. As I have grieved over that situation and over many situations of injustice across our world, I have been comforted this week by the fact that the Holy Spirit is an advocate, that he cares passionately about the poor, the oppressed, the marginalised. But it's not enough for us to receive that advocacy for ourselves. Yes, the Holy Spirit does advocate for us, but he also wants to point out the error, the shortcomings, the fault, the blind spots in us. And then he wants to wake us up to be those who will plead the cause of another individual, who will get involved when it comes to justice and will advocate. And this is going to be something that we explore more in subsequent weeks as a church. It's so much on our hearts that we would be those who are not complicit in our silence, but who speak out for the things that matter to God, for his right kingdom order to be re-established and that includes matters of injustice. We talk a lot about following Jesus and becoming like him and we can get on board with the idea of becoming more like God the Father but I don't hear many of us talking about what it looks like to become more like the Holy Spirit. As I close today I want to put it to us that we are called not only to ask the Holy Spirit for help and receive him as our helper, our comforter and our advocate, but we are called to learn from him. Jesus said that he would teach us all things. We are to be apprenticed by the Holy Spirit and that means that we should become more like him. If you're taught by somebody, you become more like them. You start to think the way they think and do the things that they do. So how can you and I be more like the Holy Spirit, not just this week, but as we navigate an unknown future? Can we be those who reach out and help others, just like that man at the tube station took the time to help me when I was completely unstuck? Can we be those who, like the Holy Spirit, are on standby to help those around us in the big things and the small things? Can we be those who will comfort others when they are broken hearted and strengthen them in their faith, ready to move forward, even in hardship, to help their faith stand the test of time? And can we be those who advocate for others, who find our voice and give voice to the issues of injustice that we see around us? Can we be those who can move beyond our own uncomfortableness or perhaps our own comfort, and actually begin to speak out about those things that matter to the heart of God, just like we read of in Isaiah 61. Can we be advocates? I'm going to pray. 
And I'm going to pray for us this morning to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with his DNA, to be filled with his characteristics, to be filled with his presence so that we can become more like him. And as we receive help and strength this morning, we can also flow and output help and strength into the world around us. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, thank you that you came so that we could have help. Thank you that you knew that we could not do this alone. And thank you that you're always on standby for anyone today who is feeling weary, who is struggling, who's wondering how they can carry on. I pray that you would be their helper today that they would know that you are at their disposal 24-7 and that you would fill them afresh or maybe even for the first time today with your comfort, with your strength, with your encouragement and with your counsel. I pray, Lord, that you would, you would just get alongside those who are brokenhearted today, that you would comfort them in the way that only you can, that you would be close beside any who are struggling, any who have lost and that you would strengthen us, your church, for the times that lie ahead. That we would be those who don't fall at the first hurdle, but who have a strength that endured because we are full of the Holy Spirit and because we keep being filled with you. And finally, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would teach us how to advocate for others. Thank you that you're advocating for us and for this whole world. But I pray that you would show us how to follow you and emulate you as advocates for all of the injustice that we see across our world. That you would show us how to use our voices to lift others up. That you would show us how to come alongside others and strengthen them and bring them to a place of parity, a place of equality, a place of equity alongside us. Fill us to overflowing Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week. I told you you were in for a treat. Thank you, Nikki. That was a fantastic message. Okay, it's time for me to bring some updates. And the first is all to do with your generosity and how we're able to make a difference in other people's lives. This week we have been able to bless 16 families with prepaid food cards for supermarkets so they can get food, get their groceries, know that they are loved and it's because of your generosity church so thank you for that. We've also sent out 12 food parcels into the community. Thank you church for that. We have also sent three large food donations to Chelmsford's Women's Refuge. Isn't that incredible? So good. I said during the week this little testimony, but some of you may have missed it, that one lady who received a paper bag full of goodies said, this bag may only be made of paper, but to me, it's solid gold. It means so much to me. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you team for collecting and distributing time and time again. My next update is about last Sunday's quiz. It was amazing. Thank you, Church Life team, for the questions, for hosting, for running the tech. It really was brilliant. Well done, Lawless family, for thrashing us. Can anyone beat them? Let's find out next time. And I've also heard on the grapevine, Sam and Emily may have already written the questions for the next quiz. That's exciting. I just don't know when it's going to be yet, but watch this space.
What I do know is that next Saturday we are having Skylark Teach. It's from 10.30 till 12 and it's a chance for us to go deeper into the Word of God, deeper into our understanding. So join us 10.30 next Saturday. You're going to be able to do that via Zoom if you click through Church Suite or on the email that's been sent out. Some of you, and this is my next update, may not have been receiving all of the church emails. Can you just check your communications preferences, please, inside Church Suite and make sure all the correct boxes for receiving emails are ticked. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to hear from us. Thank you so much. Two more updates to go. And the first is for the ladies. This is just to save the date. It's the 20th of June, ladies. The women's team will be in touch. You're going to have a chance to have a Zoom together. I know no more at the moment, but save the date. 20th of June, ladies, it's going to be great, I am sure. The final update is this, that tonight we are meeting again at seven o'clock for our fortnightly worship and prayer evening. Do come and join us. They are absolutely fantastic. It's via Zoom, of course, but we have a brilliant time. Rach leading us in worship. Sue facilitating and leading the prayer beautifully. It's been fab. And actually, I do just want to add this. Sue, thank you for the way that you have facilitated us in these 10 days leading to Pentecost in prayer. It's been amazing to join together as a church and as a network in all praying together, thy kingdom come. It's been fantastic. So Sue Gibson, thank you for that. That's me done. My updates are complete. I hope you have a fantastic week and we look forward to seeing you either tonight at Teach on Saturday or very soon in the future. Take care. See you soon. Bye.